Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, would you please welcome your hosts for the next episode of the City Sausage Podcast. It's Mike Squeaky McLean and Nige Wingman Lucas. Thank you very much indeed, Ernie. Nice one, Ernie. Right, strap yourselves in because this is what's coming up in the third instalment of the City Sausage Podcast. It's good to be back. We're going to be catching up with Pep's right-hand man, Brian Kidd. As well as that, we're going to be chatting about pies, which is the most popular pie at City this season. Uh, we've got works experience by Steve out in the streets of Manchester to conduct an experiment. And we talked to Mr X, our insider at United. As well as that, we've got your favourite player at City, the, the one that you always love, the one that you've got a tattoo of on your, your back. Balotelli? Yep, he's on the show. No way is Mario on City Sausage. I promise you. And we're going to have time to talk to him and everything. I'm going to let you down now. You're going to have as much time as you want. Get in. And finally, be upstanding as we have a member of the royal family on the show. Not Prince Charles. No, he was busy. William? No, he had to take a little one to school. Megan? Would love to, but no, she said no. Okay, Harry? No, we've got none other than Joe Royal on the show. Joe Royal? On the City Sausage Podcast. Fantastic. Nige, time to slow things down. It's time to hit the sad button. Hit it, Nige. We've had an email. Dear Mike and Nige, my name is Carter and I'm 11 years of age and my brother is Cooper and he's 10 years of age. Oh, Oh, cute. Yeah. And we're both big Man City fans. Good lads. Good lads. We both love Man City and we've seen them play at the Etihad thousands of times. Recently, our dad lost his job at City Square. Oh, oh what happened there? I don't know. And we can no longer go and watch Manchester City and get a free scarf and a meal voucher. Would it be possible for you to sort us out some tickets to the next home game? It would mean a lot to us. Nah! Email us, contact at citysausage.com Oh, such a sad email. Yeah. Oh, brought me out. Emotional. But it's nice to be back. It's lovely to be back. Some people thought we wouldn't be back. Yeah, I know, but we were, and we are. Some people hoped we wouldn't be back. But we are. Yeah, unfortunately. And some people think we're not going to be here for a long time, but, <laughs> but we, we are. are. <laughs> uh, listen, so far, City, so far, great season. We're starting off well. Gutted about losing Leroy Sane, and I'll tell you why. Something's not right there at City, because he didn't go and have the operation in Barcelona. He went and had his operation in Germany so yeah. something's going on there we don't know quite know what's going on rather than go to our special doctor over in Barcelona he went to the international doctor over that yeah. way yeah do you think he'll be staying uh, I hope he stays I genuinely think that he's one of the most exciting players we've got and I can see him becoming one of the best players in the world over the next few years genuinely like in a five years time Leroy Zane could be up there for the Ballon d'Or gutted about losing Laporte for me he has been absolutely outstanding. Absolutely gutted. He was incredible last season. Uh, he started this season well. And unfortunately for us, if there's one player uh, you don't want to lose, it's Laporte. To where he's out for six months or up to six months, he's absolutely awful. He really is uh, that good. If he plays with Stones or Otamende, then we're absolutely fine. My worry is obviously Stones and Otamende playing together. Um, you know, their track record together isn't too good at all. But that said, it's a chance for both players to show us how good they are, Mike. And I'm not going to even mention Raheem Sterling because for me, he's just getting better and better. At the time when we bought him, I thought, oh, 50 million. Mm. 
But he's just a different player now. I know. He's he's unbelievable. He's absolutely class. He's, he's obviously now worth 100 plus million, maybe maybe nearer to 200. He's, he's an exceptional player and he's scoring goals for fun yeah. uh, for City and the international level. So we, we, we've got, and, and not forgetting, we've got Foden and, you know, Rodri in the middle and, and it's just it's just an exciting time again for us. It really is. Uh, I mean, we've had a slip up against Norwich. No one saw that coming. Uh, but we've got uh, some good games coming up and it's the return of the Champions League as well. So let's get back to winning ways as soon as possible. And let's not forget that we are the winners of everything de- domestically last season. Uh, Pep has got this. Leave it to Pep. Well, it's true. It's true. It's exciting times. Listen, uh, the other night, Nigel and I were sat at home and we were, uh, well, we were eating a Spanish omelette. We were. Delightful. Really nice. Made by my mum. Yeah, lovely You didn't know she was Spanish, did you? No, I didn't. Not a lot of people didn't. I'll tell you what I did know. She makes a good Spanish omelette and now I've put two and two together. That's why. You're genius. And then Nigel and I got into a discussion about pies. You love a pie. I... Adore a pie. If you um, could be a pie, you would be a pie. I would. You? I would. I am. There, there are a few moments in my life. Uh, I am at my happiest when I'm eating a pie. I don't know what <laughs> it is. I don't have a favourite. Uh, it just depends what mood I'm in. Pies to me are like music. I don't have a favourite song. It just depends what mood I'm in. Pies to me are like music. They I are. That's just, a great quote. I love them all, mate. Um, and and the thing is, at City, we've got you've got your four big sellers. Right. What are the four big sellers? Because this is a discussion now. Which will be? Never mind about the Champions League. Or the Premier League, the FA Cup, it's all about pies at City. What are the four pies? I'm salivating. I know, we'll just get into it. Right, you've got your cheese and onion. Yeah. You've got your meat and potato. Classic. You've got your peppered steak. Oh. And also, obviously, you've got your chicken bolter. Now, we want to know what is your favourite pie at City? What will be the number one pie at the end of the season? We don't know. So, what we've done is we've sent out Works Experience Boy Steve. Out into the streets of Manchester. Hello, Steve. Hello, yes. What's your current location? Uh, Piccadilly Gardens, Manchester. Right. right. So okay. the big debate is this. Uh, what is going to be the best-selling pie? You you go to City a lot. Which is your well, pie preference? Pe- peppered steak for me. Oh. Yeah. What is it about the peppered steak that you like, Steve? I don't know. I think it's the peppers and the steak, really. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> good, good answer. No. All right. So what's been the, the census of opinion on the streets of Manchester? been there for a couple of days now. What, what have everybody been saying? Oh, well, uh, the, the cheese and onions sells a few but uh, the chicken ball has been doing well I mean but that peppered steak's the winner is it right okay and have you been asking a lot of people have you been doing what we've asked you to do uh, well yeah they've asked at least four people I reckon I would have thought that people get a little bit scared when you approach them Steve no they love it alright mate yeah what's your pie like that's my uh, in and they love it well, right. let's, let's have a little listen to then uh, this is Steve out on the streets of Manchester cheers who doesn't love cheese <laughs> cheese and onion that's got to be chicken bolter bit of spice isn't it soggy bottoms oh, that's an hard one that mate um, I'll go for peppered steak cheat and milk that I brought up on steak, mate, you know what I mean? Peppered steak, more taste, more flavour. Peppered steak, classic. It's a classic option. None of this fancy stuff, just normal, classic option. Uh, well, there you go. That's quite interesting, Steve. That's brilliant work you've done there. You've only asked about four or five people, so just do another couple of days, all right? What are you joking? Another couple of days? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper experiment you're conducting, Steve, and plus, you don't want people to know your secret, do you, Steve? <sighs> just say, uh, last time of this, is it now, lads? Last few days. All right, right. okay. Good well, lad. listen, you, you get back out there and, and we'll speak to you again. But Steve, before you go, um, what do you think of City so far? Oh, smashing it, smashing it. Yeah, what I mean, what do you think about Pep Guardiola? Pep, Pep is genius. His favourite pie is the peppered steak as well, I'll have you know. Oh, great research there. And how did you find right. out? Because I threw one at him and he ate it. <laughs> right, more from this. <laughs> right, carry on with the research, Steve. Well done. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Right, Nigel, it is that time that we make that call. I love ringing Brian Kidd, right? Yeah. Pass me the phone. Give me a ring. Six one. Don't give out the number. There you go. It's ringing. Hello. Hi, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Mike and Nigel from the City Sausage Podcast. Oh, hello. Is Brian there? Hang on, love, so just check. Brian can't come to the phone at the minute. He's just cleaning Pep's balls. Ta-da! Nice. it's the door. It's the door, who is it? I don't know. Hello, who is it? Hi, Mike, it's Joe. Let us in, mate. Joe, Joe. Royal in the flat. All right, Joe, uh, just come upstairs, mate. First on the right. I'll be there, mate. Come in, Joe. Welcome. Take a seat. How are you doing? Nice luck, guys. Even better when it's finished, eh? Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, you know. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe, thank you very much indeed for coming and popping in to see us. Um, first of all, how are you? I'm in good health. I'm in good health. I'm working as a director at Wigan Athletic. Still in football, mate, at 70. Lucky man. That's brilliant, that. And, and obviously, we were going to chat to you about Man City because you, for me, uh, growing up as well, you were one of the best players there. You, you were in an era at City when there were some great players there. We, we finished second to Liverpool by one point and, and it all came down really to a, a game on a frozen pitch uh, against Liverpool um, when we'd gone 1-0 in front, I'd scored 1-0 in front. It was that hard that we were playing in trainers and then there was a bit of a mix-up between Dave Watson and, and Joe Corrigan and, and Big Dave, a great centre-half, headed over Joe uh, for Liverpool to equalise and in the end, had we carried on and won that game, we'd have won the league that year. But you're right, it was it was a top city side, some great players and uh, a lot of internationals in the team. Joe, when you got the call to come to City and manage, I know there was a time at Oldham when the, you were asked and you didn't take it. What was the? Do you mind if I ask the reason why that was? <laughs> well, the reason was quite simple. Oldham were on the verge of something, you know, and for a club that had had really nothing in their history, um, we'd gone from. My first gate there was 2,900 people against Shrewsbury. And there we were getting 15,000, 16,000 in cup games. And, and and we were on the verge of something. And I didn't want people to turn around and say, well, you know, if, if Joe had stayed kind of thing, you know, which, which sounds a little bit conceited. I don't mean it that way. So it was all to do with Oldham, really. Nothing to do with City. I spoke with Peter Swales. I'd known Peter. He was chairman when I was a player there. Um, and, you know, we'd done very well. Don't forget, we'd taken a couple of players from City who were starring for Oldham, Paul Warhurst and Earl Barrett. Barrett mm. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it was just entirely down to the Oldham side, you know, and it was a big decision to make. Um, but I decided to stay with City, of course, which was vindicated by um, two semi-finals and a final. Yeah. Um and promotion as champions the following season. You did brilliant. So you get the call from City, Joe. Just where were you and what was that call like to go and manage City? I was actually on my way to see City that night and um, with a friend of mine. So 
um, we, we got the call. We, we met up um, in Oldham, sorry, in Rochdale with the, the, the city hierarchy. And, um, you know, they, they told me that whatever happened that night, that the, the position was going to change. And uh, so I didn't go to the game that night. I didn't think I should be seen there when, you know, Frank Clark, to all intents and purposes, was was still um, their manager. Yeah, and uh, I mean, let's move on to when you actually arrived at City. I mean, uh, you know, you, you you took over a squad, you wanted to bring in some of your own additions. What were the first changes you made to that squad, Joe? Well, the, the first changes I made was, was sat in the, the boardroom on deadline day trying to relieve the wage bill. You know, there was no secrets at the time. City were nearer to going bust than, than winning anything. And... Uh, you know, they had 52 pros, I think, at the time, you know, some whom, whom the time had forgotten. And, uh, you know, they, we we had to get players out on loan. Players were given freeze just to reduce the wage bill and try and survive because, as of course, we were bottom of the table at the time. Yeah. What was that like, Joe, when you, you, you've got players there and you've got to say, look, you've got to go? Hey, listen, it, it, it's hard at any time. It, it, it's... It's harder with young players, you know, who, who haven't really um, come to the fore of the club. But if players aren't doing well, it, it's, you know, they, they've got to accept it, you know. And it's never nice, though. There's families concerned. There's kids in schools and all of that. But when you tell tell players, hey, you know, that there's nothing here for you, my friend. Let's see what we can do. And, and uh, I've always had the motto, when you've got to go, go nicely. Yeah. So mostly... The players who went, went nicely. First of all, did you go home and think, I've got a hell of a job on my hands? Or did you go home and think, I could sort this out? Probably a bit of both, you know. <laughs> uh, if it, 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 quite quite honestly, you don't get clubs the size of City, even in those days when things are going well. So obviously something wasn't right. You know, they were on the verge of going down into the third tier of English football. You know, this wasn't a side going... They'd already been relegated to the prob previous season into the championship as his goal now mm-hmm. and um, you know they were on the verge which eventually our worst nightmares transpired that we did get relegated in two city fashion on the last day of the season when uh, we won away at Stoke was um, quite handsomely yeah. and and three other results any one of which could have saved us mm-hmm. all went against us and you know that was you know I think when we first coined the phrase about city itis, you know the you know, there's just seemed a certain ill look um, about the club at the time, you know, heavily dependent on one player, King Cladsey, you know, who'd been player of the year two years running in a relegated team. So, you know, we had to try and sort it out. You know, we had to get things straight. You know, we we had um, Ukrainian internationals. We, we had, as I said, players the time had forgotten. And... Um, we went down really with a very young side that emerged the following season in in the in the third tier of English football. Yeah, let's let's talk about uh, when when King Cladsey went so went to Ajax and uh, and and what that was like. You know, dealing with that situation. Was, yeah, because was that a difficult decision to make, Joe? No, not at all. Really, Kinky was one of our highest paid players, so again, it was relieving the wage bill. Um, we had severe doubts about whether the theatre of English football would be suitable. It's it's physical, it's big. Yeah, you know um, he's going to get kicked, in he? A player like that is... Uh... Well, they, they, at that level, they they mightn't even know they're kicking him, but, you know, they, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 
you know, you, you've, you've got to be honest and say that it was never going to suit him, you know, and yeah. the, the, the signs were there, you know, the, he, he wanted to go, his agent was telling us he wanted the move. Yeah. And, and uh, quite, quite honestly, we were getting 5 million, which was a lot of money in those days for, for a player really yeah. that, you know, was going to find it very hard in the, in the environment that we were in. So what did you do that summer, Joe? You, you, we've been relegated. Now you, you've got that summer. I mean, I mean, I remember at the time thinking, God, I hope he doesn't leave us and I hope you don't go. Yeah. You know, that was my initial thought. Um, well, it, that, that was never on, to be honest with you. I, I've, I've left City twice, but now the time by my own volition, you know, each yeah. time I've mm-hmm. been, uh, Tony Buck transferred me to, to Bristol City and, um, and, and you know, and then I was sacked by uh, David Bernstein, the, the only time that I've been sacked in my career. So, yeah. No, quite honestly, it was never. I was never going to leave City, but uh, yeah. the the following season took a while to get going. A young side, you know, with Fenton, Mason, Crooks, young players, you know, that were were sort of thrown into the deep end because that's the way it had to be. Yeah, that, that I mean, let's talk about the finale of that season as well. I mean, ninety nine. What what a time it, it, it was at Wembley. It, it was amazing, Joe. It was. Listen, if ever there's a game of football that can chop years off your life, that was it. You yeah. know, and we've gone two 0 down with with minutes to go. Um, what was you thinking, Joe? When because there's a I great shot of Willie. you on Sky. I think you turned to Willie Dunning or something, and you just sat there. And I'd love to have known what was going. Th- Did you actually think, "Oh God, no"? Well, the, the, what had happened was the previous day, Scunthorpe had won promotion to the third division um, via the playoffs. And I just said to Willie, it looks like Scunny next year, Will. <laughs> and, uh, and then around about that time, Asa Harford came down from, um, you know, came down to join us. He was a couple of rows behind at the time. Right. Uh, the board goes up, you know, five minutes extra time. Yeah. And Kevin Horlock, I mean, everyone talks about Dickie's goal. And D- Dickie's goal was so so important to the club yeah. that, you know, that we equalised and got to penalties. But I'll tell you what, Kevin Horlock's goal was equally important yeah, because we, we broke back straight away to make it 2-1 two, two yeah. and it gave everyone a lift. And more importantly, it gave Gillingham the right kick in the stones because they'd taken one of their strikers off. Exactly. So at, at the time, they, they were quite impotent, you know. Yeah. And and um, I seem to remember the ghost hitting the post in injury time. Oh. And I'm and I'm thinking, oh Jesus, you know, in in extra time, sorry, this is City Isis all over again. <laughs> yeah. We we practiced penalties all week at Main Road. Had you? Yeah, and Dicky had been the best by a mile, um, and he contrived to hit both posts. Oh, Nicky God. Weaver hadn't been great at saving penalties. There was even for one second the thought of changing goalkeepers going into extra time which I never did, and I'm obviously glad we, we didn't. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, great keepers, you know, even even the great Peter Shilton was never great at saving penalties. It is it is a different thing. Yeah. And Nicky Weaver hadn't looked... It, it was a great first season for the kid, by the way. Broke the City record for um, clean sheets. Did and, you you uh, brought him in, didn't you, Joe? Well, I didn't bring him in, but I certainly threw him in, if that's what you mean. Because <laughs> what, made you, what made you think, right, I'm going to stick him in... The goals for the season. What was that one thing that you thought, right? That he's won with Nicky's for well, us. Well, we'd let we'd let Tommy Wright go on a free, and and you know who's a a great pro by the way, and a, and a wonderful man, 
a, a wonderful member of the human race, Tommy Wright, and we let him go. Uh, we had Martin Margitson. Right. It was to- there was a toss up between him and Nicky Weaver. I went with Weaves. I'd just seen enough to say, "Hey, this kid's got something." Yeah. Uh, he was 18, which is young for a keeper to be thrown into a situation. High on personality. I still see the big bugger on holiday every year. <laughs> and and, and he, believe me, he's great fun and, and, and a great guy. No, I've had a night but, out with him in Kev, I know. And he's still alive, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> Joe, I want to go, go back to that week before him because we, 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 for you, what was that like as a manager getting him? Because you had a great, for me, one of the greatest signings, I think, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but Andy Morrison for 80,000. Well, it, it wasn't even that to start with, you know, and the whole thing came about, we were having a bit of a crisis meeting earlier on in the season <clears throat> and we knew we needed a leader, you know, the centre-backs, Vaughan was strong and solid, but not a talker on the pitch. Right. Um, Nicky Fenton was having his first year and it was a bit hard on him, we needed a leader at the back. And just as I'm discussing it with one or two of the vice-presidents trying to scrounge some money off them, um, Les Chapman burst in and said, um, hey, have you heard uh, Gaffer? He said, uh, Jockey's getting a free free transfer from Huddersfield. J- Jockey was his nickname. Right. Um, he seems to have fallen out with the manager. Well, it, it later transpired. He hadn't quite fallen out with the manager. He'd thrown his desk at him. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's one way of and, falling out. So I got in touch with him, the manager, Peter Jackson, I believe it was, and um, we arranged for him to come on loan with a view to we knew he had, um, shall we say, dubious knees, um, which which later he, he didn't make an awful lot of appearances, you know, for the for the um, the, the legend that he's rightly recognised as. But he, he came in at a vital time. He, he, he was did. the man of man of the moment. He was a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, first game, I believe, he he wrote his best man off in a tackle. You know, he had to go off injured. Uh, <laughs> scored a goal and then scored in the second game at Oldham, a wonderful volley. And he was up and running and we were up and running. So, you know, it, it didn't, it, it it sort of crept along after that. There were a few draws thrown in and yeah. then all of a sudden we got into a run. Uh, and after running York. towards the end of the season. Yeah, after York, which was a, an all-time low. Um, and and that's when this that was the only time really that the fans got restless and and uh, you could feel the tension amongst it that they were fed up. You know, it might have been where the the cry "We're not really here" started. I'm not quite sure yeah. whether it was there, um, what was, or what whether was, it was a Wickham. Joe, what was what was it like? Um, you, you know, coaching coaching Andy Morrison. I mean, on on in, on the training ground, did he? You know, was it was he still that aggressive? You know, what were, were we ever yeah, worried about your yeah. own players? Him injuring one of his own squad? You know, no, because we we had to nurse Andy through training as well. You know, with Willie Donachie, with a brilliant, sympathetic coach, and we we worked Andy through. We didn't train him all the time. We knew his knees wouldn't take right, it. Yeah. it. It it was all about Saturdays and. Uh, that's great management from you, Jill. That is really good management. Well, not, not really. It, it, it was there to see, you know, it's, it's decision-making, you know, and they, we'd made a decision with Andy that we were going to go with him. We needed a leader, so we had to to protect him a little bit. You know, can I just go back to that, that playoff final as well, Joe? When when it got to penalties, and, uh, and, and I mean, it must have just been an incredible feeling, and, and you had to pick. Did you pick... The, the, the players that were going to take the penalties or was it was it organised beforehand? Was it just on the day you no, thought it, he looked it, like it, he it looked was all, 
we knew who was taking them, but you don't pick them. It's the first fellas to put the, the hands up, you know, yeah. and you do have situations sometimes where great players don't want to take penalties. It's, yeah. it's, it's bottles are hard word. It's more, it's more down to temperaments, you know, on that day, and, did, uh, on that day, did did anyone not want to take a penalty or were they all quite keen? Can you remember? I mean, it must've just been. No, the, 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 the five that we were nominated were the five who wanted and the five who'd been the best at it in training at Main Road. And that was, as, as I said, that was quite simple, uh, you know. The, so that was the... And, and don't forget, I'd been a victim once before of, of a penalty uh, shootout or, or last-day agony, if you like, when we'd lost in a, a playoff um, to Leeds United when I was at Oldham and... and and uh, we didn't make, you know, it was the following year when we started to look like a side again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was very suspicious. I've never, ever liked the the playoffs. I know it's great for the fans, um, but it, it's, it's, I've it's never a been a fan way. of it. No. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, sometimes you have a side that finishes late and comes into the playoffs 10 points behind and the then... top six and get to getting the top six. And... Uh, and then they, they come through in the, the playoffs. So it, it's not really a judge over a season. But um, we have it. The fans love it. And, and you've got to deal with it. You um, Obviously, you managed one of my best mates, Kevin Orlock. And I know this week we chatted previously. Uh, you said to me um, that you brought... He was one of the characters, one of the best characters in the dressing room. I'm a great believer in humour in the dressing room. We had Les Chapman about us, who yeah. everyone in the city brilliant. knows about. It's yeah. marvellously he, he was insane. on. He was on the uh, the podcast a couple of weeks ago. A brilliant top character. To have them two he, in the dressing room, what was that like? Well, they, they bounced off each other. Kevin came in. It was deadpan. You know, Les is his smiley. Jack the lad, um, seen it, done it, got everything. And Kevin was a quieter type, but very, 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 very funny man. We, we'd arrived at the, the hotel... Um, the day before the final in London, and it was one of the biggest downpours I've ever seen. And and Horlock decided to challenge Jeff Whitley to a, a challenge to see who could stay out in this storm the longest. And uh, <laughs> so all the players are in reception looking out at these two idiots uh, standing there getting soaking wet. And then Kevin thought it was great fun. It's schoolboy humour, but. Did you let it go, or did you just... Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I didn't encourage it, but I certainly loved it. They, <laughs> they, they want to act daft. That's brilliant. Was, you know. It was a player that you had to tell off the most. Would it have been Horlock? No, never. Listen, I was never a teller off her yeah. anyway. I, I think any player that's played for me anywhere will tell you that I've never been a, a cup thrower. Um, hair dryer? I believe in... I believe in no, 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 no. <laughs> hair dryers. No, you, you don't want to humiliate people in front of them. Sometimes you've got to be strong and say something. One one game at Wickham, <coughs> when we were at our lowest, you know, lowest ebb, and, and if you've been to Wickham, the dressing room there's a slightly wider than a, a train carriage. Right. And um, we've been awful. We've lost at Wickham. And I'm determined then we're going to have a little showdown. I've, I've got to say something, not against individuals, but yeah. to the team. Yeah. And uh, so they're all trooping in and they're all coming in and then everyone's in the dressing room. The, the staffer stood behind me just short of the door and they've all got their head in their hands and I'm just about to go off on a mini rant and uh, I'd slammed the door behind me without realising it wasn't on very good hinges and the door fell in <laughs> and smacked on the floor. And I turned around, I turned around and looked at Asa and Willie who were 
biting their lips not to <laughs> not to laugh and i said i'll oh, just leave it i'll see you tomorrow you know it was Brilliant. so we, we couldn't even have an old-fashioned rollicking yeah. <laughs> you had a you had a great squad joe you gathered a great i mean you know edgy you know you had the likes of kev you had a very good spine <laughs> in that team wouldn't you a very good spine Edgy was Mr. Man City. He loved the club. Yeah. And, and I'm still not sure if he played anywhere else after he left City. And uh, he, he was he was the heart of the club at, at that time. And, you know, he played in, in decent sides there. He played in the top flight there. And there he was, you know, peddling around in the thir- third division. So he, he was good to have. I've got to say, Jared Vikings as well, an outstanding Brilliant pro. Brilliant. Uh, and, a, and a lovely man. Um I haven't seen him for a few few years now, but he, he he's a great guy. So we had a little bit of, you know, with Andy Morrison, then we had a, a little bit of um, maturity and experience around us, which made it easier. Like a perfect um, mix, really. Uh, yeah, you've got to have it. You know, if, you, if you've got pace and size on the side, you've got a great chance of not being in any trouble. And then if you can add talent to that, as the current Man City have done, they've got lots of pace, they've got lots of talent. And let's hope they win it again. What do you think of this current City side? A question I want to ask you, Joe, is one, what do you think of the current City side? And two, what makes Pep Guardiola the best manager? Um, it's got the best players. Right. You know, that, 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 that's a current theme. The most important thing in football is recruitment. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, and I don't know whether that's all down to Tichy. I dare say that Pep will have a big say in who he wants and what he wants or whether he gives... The scouting staff there, the modelling relies on them. I'm not quite sure how it works at City, but whichever way it is working, it's terrific. You know, their their recruitment has been outstanding. Yeah, I mean, last season, Joe, <clears throat> last season, sorry, um, you know, what what a season for City, winning all those honours. It was it was just incredible. I mean, you know, what do you think about the, those achievements? And did you think that had ever happened that a team would win, you know, everything domestically? Um, it looked a, a big call, really, with the competition in in the Premier League. But then again, you you look at it closer, and the competition in the Premier League has really shrunk down now to six clubs. You know, who, who of all of which I think this season there's two clubs got a chance of winning the Premier League, and then another four who might win a cup competition on the day. But after that, um, you know, it, it, it's gone a little bit like Scotland. You know, if if Rangers or Celtic don't win everything, yeah. you know, it, there's a there's an inquiry. How do you manage a team of players like that, Joe? How would you do it? Um, probably the way I, I manage players who, who weren't that talented. You know, we, we've you know, I'm very fortunate that I've played with top talent. You know, I played with Asa Hartford and, and and Colin Bell, great midfield players at, yeah. at City. Uh, and I, and I managed top players as well wherever I've been. I've managed Anders Limpar, Andrei Kanchelskis. So <clears throat> at the highest end of things, you know, the, the, you've got to say that this is a different Manchester City completely yeah. than than what I had to manage. And, and, and quite honestly, the, the the budgets do make a difference. So fair play to them; they're getting it right. And the style of football they play is down to Pep. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about it. He knows what he wants from players. You can see his passion even on the touchline. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the cameras flash onto him when they're winning and he doesn't look happy. And, and I think that's the perfectionist that he is. So, and what I hear from people that work with him, they, they all think very, very highly of him. You know, yeah. they, they're a happy club. They play with a smile on the face. Um, Joe, um, listen, thank you so much. We, I mean, I know I could chat you all day and, yeah. you, you know, you've... I, 
so I love chatting to old pros and, and old managers. Not just I don't mean that is in because you're seventy, Joe. I yeah. mean because you managed <laughs> one of the greatest teams ever. Um, Joe, thank you so much. Before you go, we always ask our guests what is your favourite sausage. My favourite sausage. Yeah. Oh, um, I love those lovely big German sausages. Yeah, yeah, covered in curry. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, listen, thank you so much. Wish you all the best today. Good luck at Wigan as well. Yeah, and listen, I I hope you'll come on again uh, and and deliver some more great stories if you if you don't mind. Joe, you need to let yourself out. You you go down the stairs the way you came in. Just. Press the buzzer and we'll let you out. Yeah, easy as that. Yeah, try and try and do a bit of decoration. I will. Yeah, I know. We, we just yeah. uh, we will do. No Joe Royal, thank you so much. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Take care, mate. It's that time of the show, Nigel. One of my favourite times on the show where we speak to an absolute legend. Hello, Nigel. Not yet, Mr X. Hang oh. on one second. Just introducing you. Shiny, Nigel. No problem. Wait there. He's our Shall insider. Shall I just wait for the introduction? Just hang on. Shiny. He's an, he's our insider. At United, he can of course can't be named for, for legal reasons. Hello, Mr. X. Hello, Nigel. How are you? I'm very good, mate. It's great to hear your voice. It's nice to see you back and not unemployed. Thank you very much, mate. Right, Mr. X, what's going on well, at United? Well, they've got a brand new youth policy at United, Nigel. Oh, so, a new yeah, one? Yeah, so what they're doing now is they're sending scouts out, right, to yeah. uh, St. Mary's, uh, Shore Hospital, right. uh, uh, Manchester Royal Hospital. And the reason oh. they're sending the scouts out there is to get the new babies... And what they want to do is sign them up nice. Right, okay. So they, they're going to look at them and think, if they've got any kicking potential, they're going <laughs> right. to shine them to United. So they're speaking to midwives even before the birth, seeing how often they get ki- the kicks are happening. That's exactly. They want to get their brand new talent in nice from right. United. Okay. So they're down at Withingshaw Hospital. Yeah, that, that, that booper as well. You know, some people are private, oh. so they've gone there as well. Posh kids. Yeah, so it's a, it's a clever policy on Ollie's uh, behalf, if you me. Right, okay, so this is Ollie's genius, is it? Speaking of Ollie, now, as you know, nice, they've not been doing too well, have they, you know, recent no. events. But they, They've got to give him time. They've got to, I said that about him, you know, they've got to give him time, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, you know, they've been playing away, uh, I don't mean the players, I mean the team, right. and uh, now they're up against, the, the, I've been told, and I don't know if this is true, but if they can get a point at Norwich, right. a point at Brighton, a point at Watford and a <laughs> point at Sheffield United, then Ollie's going to be very happy because I'll have four points there uh, out of a potential 12. That would know. be fantastic, that, wouldn't it? It'd be a big turning point for the club. And that's away from home as well, Nigel. Right, yeah, yeah. So, United, I've been speaking to a few people and, and that's what Ollie's plans are. That's his, that's his target to get them four points away from home. Right, okay. And if he does that, then obviously this is going to catapult Ollie. In, in, into into space as one of the best managers United have ever had. They just to catapult him into space. You know, all this rubbish about all his wheels are coming off. They're not coming off, Nigel. We've just got to, you know, you people at City have got to watch him. Watch him carefully because he's getting the best out of Pogba. Yeah. yeah they're, get, they're getting him to turn up now at training. Yeah. You know, he's turning up at training and he, and he's putting half his shift in. Last week, he apparently trained for 20 minutes. Really? So he almost wants to play for the club again? Almost, nice. Yeah, almost, you know. And they've got some young talent out there. You know, that young lad they bought from Swansea, 
you know, he's banging goals in. Yeah. That's where they got the idea from in the hospital. So it's all clever stuff now. Very clever, yeah. Right, well, Mr X, thank you so much for joining us again on City Sausage. Are you okay to come on again in a few weeks? Yes, of course. Now, it's always a pleasure never to chore with you. Right, okay, and thank you. And it's nice you. to have you back. It really is. It's lovely to have you with us, okay. Yeah, I enjoyed reading about you in the paper. It's really right, thank you. You always. take care. Bye-bye now. All the best, Mr X. Shall I just let myself out? Yeah, you off you pop. Right, Nigel, one of your favourite players, you've always said to me, can you get hold of him for the podcast? Who was it? It was Balotelli. I've only got him. Unbelievable. Right, okay. What, is he, is he on the phone? He's on the phone. Uh, Mario, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Mario, amazing. And listen, mate, I reckon you must have been one of the, the loudest players in the dressing room. I'm quiet. A little bit quiet. Really? Oh, that's interesting, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's okay. So, let's talk about that famous assist to Aguero. It was incredible. Your only assist for City. What was it like when you passed... Nigel, I'm going to have to stop you there, mate. I'm afraid we've run right out of time. We've, we've run right out of time. Sorry, Mario. Sorry, Nigel. We're just, yeah, I'm okay. just a packed podcast. I'm sorry. Right, hopefully we'll get you on again, Mario. We will, we will. Yes. Uh, massive thanks to all our guests on the show today. Works Experience Boy Steve. We've also had Brian Kidd. Well, we didn't have Brian Kidd. We nearly did have Brian Kidd. And a Massive thanks to Joe Royal for being a great guest on the show. What a lovely bloke, honestly. Amazing, Joe. Thank you so much. And also, you, thank you so much for downloading uh, and subscribing to the City Sausage podcast. We're back and it won't be long before you hear from us again. Thank you. Uh, right, from me, goodbye. Say goodbye, Nige. Goodbye, Nige. Bernard Sausages, sponsors of the City. Bernard Sausages, the sponsors of the City Sausage podcast. Sorry. Bernard Sausages, sponsors. It's Bernard Sausages, the sponsors of the City Sausage Podcast. City Sausage, Bernard Podcast. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Manchester City Football Club would like to put on record that it has nothing to do with these two idiots and are in no way associated with the City Sausage Podcast. City Sausage Podcast. Follow us at City Sausage on Twitter and Insta.